Hey everybody, I'm Mike DiCepoli from Heritage Financial Advisory Group, and thanks so much for tuning in to another Portfolio Strategy Update. It's October 2018, it's time to review some of the activity from the previous quarter and let you know a couple key items we have on our agenda. Today we're going to discuss the economy and some of the broader trends that we see. Of course, we'll discuss financial markets, we'll lay out a couple of the headwinds that we see for the market, and we'll try to bring this all into scope for you to let you know how it dictates some of the action that we're taking on your behalf. So first, let's talk about the economy. There's a couple trends, encouraging trends that we see taking place in the economy that we're keeping a very close eye on. Number one is unemployment. Unemployment continues to fall. Uh, the unemployment rate is now sub 4%, which is the first time we've seen this happen since the late 1950s. Now, why is it important that unemployment continues to fall? Other than the obvious of more people having jobs, this tells us that the hiring market is getting tighter, which means there's more competition for workers. And as a result, employers have to raise wages to get the talent that they need to fill jobs. So that brings us to our second point is that we're seeing increased wages. We always want to see more consumers with more money in their pocket because if they have more money in their pocket, they're feeling better about their own personal financials. They will likely spend more money, which continues to drive the economic expansionary cycle. We continue to see consumer sentiment, which is a barometer for how people feel about both their personal financial stability as well as that of the overall economy. We continue to see that number increasing, and that is a good sign. It tells you that people are feeling confident about the future prospects of their finances. The better people feel, again, the more money they tend to invest and spend, which continues to help with expansion and economic growth. We also see people with lower tax rates ending up with more money in their paychecks. Now, we understand that the income tax cuts did not hit all 50 states equally. There's some states that felt very little uh, relief from that particular package. Other states felt more. Uh, nonetheless, though, this is something that's important because we do want to see consumers with more money in their paychecks to provide more financial stability, more opportunities to spend money. It remains to be seen the full effect of the personal income tax cuts. We'll have to wait till tax season of next year to see just what this really looks like as people start to file income tax returns for the first time under the new tax law. Now, how are the markets reacting to some of the underlying trends in the economy? Well, we've seen a couple different phases in the markets this year, where right? we saw explosive growth in January to start the year. February and March, the market had a little bit of a retreat underway as the U.S. and China kicked off all this trade, uh, trade war rhetoric, talk of tariffs, and kind of the back and forth that we've seen unfold over the last six months. Initially, the market showed a lot of knee-jerk reactions to this thing. And now the more that this whole common theme has hung around, uh, the market's become a little bit more normalized to it, you know, still reacting, you know, here and there, but not as much as it used to. Again, this is kind of just a cloud hanging over the markets. There's still a lot of good things to feel optimistic about. But until the U.S.-China trade dispute is settled, uh, you know, people are still going to be a little bit nervous about what that really means for global trade. We continue to see corporate profits increasing, uh, which is very important to us as we evaluate different investments that we own, different stocks that we own. It is always important that we see corporate profits rising because that justifies rising stock prices. If profits start falling, it's likely that the market would follow. So we are in a place right now we're comfortable with what we're seeing on corporate balance sheets. More importantly, we're looking at the guidance or the forward outlook that these companies provide as they give their quarterly earnings reports. And we're seeing a lot of positive notes, a lot of positive forward-looking guidance tells us how they feel about the economy, how they feel about both domestic markets and global markets. And that has us very encouraged about how the behavior of corporate America is translating into good results for shareholders. 
Obviously, a lot of these corporations had a major tax cut when the corporate tax reform was passed. And we're looking to see what are they doing with this newfound money. And we're happy to say that most of these companies are either raising dividends for shareholders or they're reinvesting back in their companies, which gives us a good idea that they do feel good about the backdrop of the U.S. economy. Companies would not continue to pour capital into their own companies if they felt that a recession was imminent or some sort of uh, big drop in the market was going to take place in the foreseeable future. So that gives us a pretty good feeling that companies have a good forward-looking outlook. And that's important when you're owning different investments. You want to know, you know, not just how the stock is reacting today or how the investment is reacting today, but what is the next 6, 12, and 18 months projected to look like for those companies. As always, we have some headwinds in the market that we have to pay attention to. Political uncertainty is something we've talked about for years that continues to be a prevalent theme, especially with the midterm elections approaching. Many people are curious, you know, how the balance of power in the House and the Senate could affect the markets. And, you know, we're not in the business of making political predictions, so we just have to see how that all plays out. Another thing we're seeing is higher interest rates. I feel like we've been talking about this really since 2012, 2013, the whole concept of higher interest rates. Uh, The Federal Reserve just recently raised rates again, and they have telegraphed one to two more rate increases this year. Again, you've heard me say this in the past. We do believe if it's done in a moderate way, in measured steps, that higher interest rates does not have to spell doom for the stock market and the economy. Okay, they're doing it in very small steps, and they're trying to get back to more normalized rates which should allow for a couple things to happen. On the lending side of things, yes, mortgage rates would be higher, auto loan rates would be higher. Uh, But on the plus side of things, people keeping a lot of money in banks should see a bump in their savings rates, in their CD rates, and what have you. So there is a balance that happens there between higher rates, and we we believe the Fed is on a course to do so in a very prudent manner, and we're okay with that. Volatility. Uh, Volatility is the, the wide swings that you see in the markets. And uh, we have a saying here in the office, volatility is like grapes because it comes in clusters. And over the last couple of days, really the last two weeks, we've seen volatility pop back up in the markets in a big way. And a lot of people want to know why. Everybody always wants to know, you know, what is the one particular reason why there's volatility in the markets, why the markets have started to sell off a little bit. And the reality is, is there really is no one singular reason. This is just a cyclical phase that markets go through. They have a period of expansion where stock prices rise, and then there's a period of what we call consolidation when markets pull back a little bit. This is no different than a, you know, a, a marathon or running a race. If he were to sprint out of the gate, he tends to have to slow down to catch his breath before he can continue trekking on forward. And the markets are doing something very similar to that right now. We are not concerned about the markets at this time. We are not concerned about the backdrop of the overall economy. We still think everything is fundamentally strong, and we do think markets will continue higher. But but these shortened periods of pain where the market sells off for a little bit, we understand it's not fun. It's just a byproduct of investing, but we do think it's necessary for the markets to be fundamentally strong and move on to higher prices. You know, again, like we said, everybody always looks for a reason for why this happens. And the reality is, is this is just cyclical markets going through a normal corrective pattern in the markets. We're about to enter into the most favorable time of the year for markets. Okay, that's the fourth quarter. There's tons of increased consumer spending in the fourth quarter with all the holidays that come up. And as well as the end of October kicks off another earnings season, which will get more corporate results from a lot of the companies that we own. So that will either 
verify the results that we think will happen or that will cause us to reevaluate some of the things that we own to see if we need to change course. All told, we continue to see the United States as the best place in the world to invest. We're avoiding international investments right now. We think that the backdrop in the U.S. here is far greater than some of the international counterparts. So we will continue to keep our focus there. And technology, which has been a leader in our portfolio for quite some time, we continue to believe that that will lead us on to new highs as they continue to show explosive growth and innovation at a rate that's just really never been seen. As always, we welcome your questions on anything discussed here uh, in today's outlook. You know, we always love to see you in the office. Uh, for those of you that are out of state watching this, please give us a call, send us an email. You know, we're always happy to chat with you. And if there's anybody that you know that's not receiving the service and advice that they deserve, please, we would encourage you, have them reach out to us. It is our goal to make sure that investors are increasing not just their return on investment, but their return on life as well. And we feel that we have the process in place to help them do that. Thank you so much for watching this quarterly market update. We'll see you back for the next one.